Well, as you know, we're in our series of candidates that are running for the General Assembly. This year, we will elect 140 members of the General Assembly here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, 100 new delegates and also 40 new senators. And joining us today, we have the candidate for House District 97, Michael Fagans, here to tell us about his candidacy and why he wants to represent you. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Ville. We'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Ville. We're so happy that you join us, as you always do on this beautiful Sunday as we're experiencing here in Hampton Roads and hope that you're blessed and experiencing the same where you're listening to us. I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in as we broadcast always from the campus of the Norfolk State University, the Commonwealth of Virginia biggest and best HBCU here in the state. Also from WNSB Hot 91, the Soul of VA. And I can't go any further and I can't do it and you know I always do it how I thank you the listeners for your support we can't do what we do without you and I thank you again for your support of what we do here on Stay the Water bringing movers shakers and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community well those of you that follow the show if you followed us for almost three years that we've been on and broadcasting every Sunday you know that this is one of my favorite <laughs> series that we do here on the show. It is our uh, campaign and election show. It's an opportunity for us to bring the candidates to you so that you can hear directly from them. You know, a lot of times I've talked about it, how policy and so forth is made from the top down. Well, on this show and this initiative, it's about bringing the candidates to you and, and also to discuss those issues that are important to your community. And listen, it's about solutions, solutions that you know best for your own community itself and your family. So with this, this Sunday, today we have with us a very special guest, an NSU alum and a Hampton Roads native who's running to be your delegate for House District 97 in the city of Virginia Beach. We have with us Michael Fagus. Michael, welcome to Stay the Water. Hey, good, sir. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Look, it's so good to have you as well. You know, you we hear the voice and you're you're becoming now familiar face, <laughs> you know, on, <laughs> on, you know, on television, you know, during campaign season, especially in the last uh, 60 or 45 days. You know, there's a lot of FaceTime that's out there. You've got a lot of commercials that are running. So uh, it's good to have a local celebrity here with us as well and uh, <laughs> to talk about, you know, why you really want to be uh, the next delegate. You know, you know, Michael, you were on campus uh, earlier this week and, and you had an, we, had, we, we had an opportunity to talk and you attended one of the uh, forum, student forums that we had here. And and uh, I got a chance to learn more about you. You know, I, I know you and. And we've we've conversed, but I got a chance to learn about you know your upbringing, your time here, uh, uh, here in the Commonwealth, but not just that, but abroad. But I want our listeners to know a little bit about you as well. Tell us about how you got started in in your idea. Say, hey, I want to be the next delegate to represent District ninety seven. Uh, well, the the journey towards public service uh, has has been long, uh, but it, it starts really here in in Virginia Beach. And so I'm a, I'm a native of Virginia Beach, and while I wasn't born here, uh, I was born actually in Louisiana. Uh, my mother is from Louisiana, and my father 
served in the Air Force and was serving in Louisiana. And so that's actually where my parents met. And that's where I was born uh, born at. But uh, we, uh, about after a year, I, we quickly uh, moved uh, moved Virginia. My father's originally from Charlottesville area. Uh, my mother found a, a position teaching actually in Norfolk. And my father found a position as a firefighter uh, in Norfolk. And so we moved to uh, the Hampton Roads area. Uh, and so since about the age of about six, I've lived in Virginia Beach and, you know, had a, had an incredible upbringing, uh, you know, seeing my father serve and, and, and become one of the first black captains at Norfolk International Airport, uh, seeing my mother uh, serve as a teacher uh, at Jaycox Elementary and Norview Elementary for many years. Uh, that's where a lot of my uh, foundation comes from. Uh, and then, you know, the, the upbringing and, and the great community that I grew up here at, uh, in the West Kinsville portion of Virginia Beach. Uh, so I lived uh, lived off of Centerville Elementary, uh, lived across the street from Centerville Elementary. That's where I went to elementary school at and went to Brandon Middle School and then eventually uh, graduated from Tallwood High School. Uh, and as, as, a, as a child, I, I played sports here in Virginia Beach. I, I grew up here and, and lived here. And uh, once, once I graduated from Tallwood High School, I, I followed in my father's footsteps and went directly into the Air Force. And so I raised my hand when to serve uh, serve this country when I was actually 17. So I was actually so young when I signed up. My mother actually had to uh, had to give me permission uh, because I wasn't an adult <laughs> wow. yet. Yeah, and, and so, but I it was it was a uh, it, it was definitely something I'd always kind of followed uh, as you know in terms of seeing my father and actually seeing my grandfather's. Uh, I, I never got, got <clears throat> I never got a chance, excuse me, to see my grandfather serve, but uh, he was a World War II veteran. And so I was, you know, I'm, I was continuing uh, a tradition of service, uh, and and so after, and I listed in the Air Force and had an amazing career over 20 years of serving all around the world, from territory in Guam to South Korea, deployments to, for Operation During Freedom uh, in the country of Kyrgyzstan, uh, even had the opportunity to come back home to the 757 uh, and serve and lead. Uh, at Langley Air Force Base, at Air Combat Command, and Langley Hospital, uh, and that those 20 years of, of service, of, of of getting the opportunity to take care of patients, to lead the lead service members from all around the world, really built this foundation to where, after I was ready to retire, I knew that the Air Force and uh, life had really presented uh, such a great foundation that I was ready to to start my second service uh, towards the same community that raised me. Uh, and now I have the great uh, privilege to to run as the Democratic nominee for House District 97 in Virginia Beach. You know, as just hearing you talk, it, I could hear the passion that you have, you know, for service. You know, you talked about the military and there, there's another point I want to bring up and I'll do it in just a moment. But I want you to talk about how, you know, it is that you have the opportunity to come back to the community that you grew up in to actually run to represent that community. How, you know, how, how amazing is that? It's, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity. And it was, it was a, a choice I made because uh, I, I love home. I've loved seeing how the 757 region has grown. Uh, but also, you know, I, I had the opportunity to, you know, to really, after I retired, to go anywhere uh, because of the, the military providing me a, a great educational opportunities. And so I finished my, undergraduate degree in, in healthcare administration. I graduated from Virginia Tech with a graduate certification in political science. And of course, I finished my uh, my studies 
uh, graduating from the best HBCU there is, Norfolk State University. Behold the uh, grinning go. Yes, sir. <laughs> with a with a master's in cybersecurity, and so so after you know obtaining my educational uh, goals uh, and retiring, you know I really had opportunities presented to go anywhere. Uh, you know I had job offers to go to San Francisco to work in tech or to go to San Antonio, Texas to work in the uh, or or Washington D.C. Uh, area to to pursue a, a, a career in and uh, and as a government service employee. Uh, and, and civil service employee, excuse me, but there was there was there was really no place in my in my mind or my heart that I knew that I wanted to come back home to Virginia Beach and the Hampton Roads area uh, to really make a difference. Uh, you know, it, you know, make, and, you know, there's many types of ways to make it making a difference, and uh, from community service to running for office to you know, I, I'm I'm able to be a coach now. Uh, and coach in the, I'm actually coaching in the same leagues, West Kinsville Sports and Virginia Beach Sports. Wow. The same, the same leagues that that I grew up in and played in. I can now, and you know, uh, provide an impact uh, to 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 the same, to use the same way that coaches provide to me. So there was really no, no question in my mind once I pushed that button to retire that I was going to come back home to Virginia Beach uh, because I I just love it here. Wow! Wow! You know, when you talk about the military, and you mentioned raising your hand at 17. You know, I remember signing up myself <laughs> at 17 and, you know, yeah. and, and waiting to, uh, you know, that time when you graduate and, and, of course, you know, taking that first flight, you know, into basic training yeah. and getting processed. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how your military career helped to shape your desire for service. Well, a, a lot of it was was is that you know I'm, I'm a part of the the 9/11 generation, and I actually enlisted a few weeks before 9/11, and so I was in basic training, and you know and you know when we signed up at the time, you know we you know we kind of knew that we could eventually be deployed and we might go to war if something happens, but you know this is before 9/11, and I was actually in basic training, learning about uh, Osama bin Laden. In, during our field exercises when the towers were hit and the Pentagon was hit. Uh, and it quickly changed how we, you know, how we viewed our, our service. Uh, and then so I, I then was stationed at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base uh, uh, as a medical uh, service. Uh, so I was working in the back end of hospitals, uh, you know, taking care of patients. And eventually I was able to transition over to medical IT and medical cybersecurity work my way up to be a chief information officer and uh and but the the military really provided me and provides so many of us the opportunity just to understand really what leadership is mm-hmm. you know so by the age of 21 22 i was a non-commissioned officer you know leading service members you know from around the world from different backgrounds from different uh uh, uh different upbringings mm-hmm. and you're and you're having to learn and have not just learn learn about them, but learn how to how to get the best out of them, how to get the mission accomplished. But also, the, the Air Force provided me the the chance to to lead as as a uh, as an elected official per se. So I was I started off uh, uh, taking care of the of the hospital, serving as as a representative for the base council, uh, and then I had the opportunity to become the vice president and then eventually the president of the base. And so I became the president of, of the Base Enlisted Advisory Council, uh, putting forth uh, budgetary items, voting on items, getting to learn what's happening on base, what needs to be fixed. And that really helped to build the foundation of seeing like, wow, 
when you have different voices at the table and, and or when you actually have a chance to have, when you have the opportunity to have a seat at the table and make a difference, that really opened my eyes to seeing that like, we really need uh, as, as many diverse options and, and viewpoints at the table to get the to get the best picture to, to be able to, to to be able to make sure that we're impacting change in our communities, and that was just a, that was just a small sample and a, and a, a small example, and I was able to build from that and really get inspiration to eventually uh, saying that my second service was going to be public office. Absolutely, it's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville, and we're in our candidate election series for this year. This November. We will go to the ballot here in the Commonwealth of Virginia and elect 140 new members to the General Assembly, 100 House of Delegate members and 40 state senators. And with us, we have the candidate, the Democratic nominee for the Name Yourself House District here in Virginia Beach, NSU alum and also U.S. Air Force veteran Michael Fagans. Michael when you say you, you launched your campaign, you talked about your time in public, uh, your time in, in military service preparing you and, of course, being able to represent your district. So you have a unique viewpoint. Tell our listeners about your priorities that you have uh, when you uh, become their elected official to represent them in the House of Delegates. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, the biggest you know, uh, priorities is actually something we hear from the community. Uh, so we launched our campaign you know, over 18 months ago now, uh, you know, working to, to try to reelect uh, Congresswoman Elaine Loria. Uh, you know, even though she uh, lost, she did win Virginia Beach, uh, making sure that we were working to uh, to elect uh, Senator Aaron Rouse uh, to flip to flip that district. And as we've been on the doors, you know, one of the biggest issues that we really have really heard is, is about reproductive freedom. Uh, it doesn't matter if it comes from households, from, from, from men or women. As I've knocked on the doors, uh, you know, individuals have stated to me is that they do not want the, the, the current rules to change uh, in, in Virginia. And especially, you know, we, we, as we've been seeing the, the rules and, and the laws have changed all across states across the South, that Virginia really is the last place for, for reproductive freedom. Uh, and, that's, and that's been one of our biggest priorities is making sure voters know that when you send me to Richmond, that I'm going to defend reproductive freedom. That we're not going to ch- that we're not trying to expand. That I personally am not trying to expand the laws. I'm just trying to keep the same laws that have been on the books for 40, 40 50 years, and so that patients can have uh, their health care rights and not have to travel hundreds or thousands of miles uh, to to receive health care. Uh, the, the second priority we've uh, been focusing on is education. You know, being a product of Virginia Beach Public Schools and being a product of Virginia uh, uh, college systems as well. Uh, I, I want to make sure that when I go to Richmond that we're fully funding our, our school systems, uh, that, we're, that we're taking care of our, that not, not only that we're taking care of our, our teachers, but we're uh, retaining and attracting the, the next generation of educators, you know, especially growing up in, in a household uh, and, and seeing how hard my, my mother worked uh, day in and day out in Northern Public School System. I want. I know you know how much our teachers give to uh, knowledge of their schools, but how integral uh, important they are to our, to our our communities, and so you know making sure that we're taking care of our educators, but also our education support staff system, our our bus drivers, our administrators, our security, our nutritional specialists, our teachers, making sure that they have a livable wage, so those same uh, professionals that work in our school systems can actually live in the city of Virginia Beach. Uh, and, and then, you know, finally, you know, making sure that we're taking care of our veterans, 
you know, and of course, as a veteran, it's it's, it's an issue close uh, close to me. Uh, it's something we've we've seen. Uh, and then also, I would say that you know, the fourth the fourth main issue that we're working on uh, is is that we're going to be you know making sure that we're uh, addressing uh, gun violence. Um, I'm a responsible gun owner. I train with them in the military. Uh, and, and so this is not about uh, uh, taking away individual Second Amendment rights, but there are a lot of uh, uh, when we're looking at loopholes in terms of purchasing weapons uh, to transfer them, uh, uh, ghost guns, uh, and then it, you know, and, see, and seeing the, the impacts that they have on our communities, making sure that we can do as much as we can to, to protect not just all, all our communities, but our but our kids. And that's something I've been hearing on the doors uh, that parents want to make sure that their that their children are safe when they go to school. Absolutely. You know, when we, I want to segue into a couple of points that you made because it, it really uh, lends to your experience in Virginia Beach. Again, being able to come back, grow up in a community, go serve our country across the world, retire, then, then have the desire to come back to your community and see it now 20 years later, you have a unique viewpoint. And with that unique viewpoint, I want to talk about the public education in Virginia Beach. You, as a product of public education in Virginia Beach schools, also your mother being an educator, tell us about uh, your your experience and how public schools prepare you, and what you would like to see for the children coming behind you. You know, one of the you know one of the great examples, and I've actually never actually spoken about it. I just realized it now that that Virginia Beach public schools. Um, uh, did in terms of uh, making me a you know a, a better student and as a, and then uh, helping me pre- prepare myself uh, to to eventually serve in the military and, and leave and serve around the world uh, is is the the great resources that our school system offered. Uh, growing up as a child, I actually had a a, a bad uh, a speech impediment, and so I remember uh, vividly going to a lot of speech therapy classes in elementary and, and middle school. Uh, and seeing how those speech therapy classes actually helped me uh, when I became, uh, when I joined the military and I was all of a sudden giving speeches in front of a large, uh, a large crowds at, uh, on base um, and then looking back and saying, wow, you know, those, those efforts that uh, those, those speech therapists uh, gave to me, you know, are, are working now. Uh, but also, you know, when when you join the military, you get the chance to really meet individuals from all around the world, around the world, and different parts of the country. And you can actually see a lot of times just, uh, you know, unfortunately, some of the differences and when communities don't um, don't pour the resources and uh, don't uh, and, and maybe uh, don't prioritize public school education. Uh, and you can definitely see that. Uh, as as you as you move up the ranks and uh, but you know I, I really saw that in, in basic training for the first time um, the difference between uh, a Virginia Beach or Hampton Roads uh, or, or Virginia uh, education versus uh, some other states for individuals that I served with and so um, I know that I had a leg up uh, in terms of you know advancing in the military uh, getting different positions um, getting the opportunity to eventually become one of the first enlisted members in Air Force history to serve uh, in Congress when I served for Senator Mark Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all because of the foundation that uh, Virginia Beach Public Schools um, uh, put into myself and so many other students. And I really believe that's one of the main reasons why a lot of individuals, you know, when they retire or, or move, you know, to, to Virginia, uh, specifically, you know, Virginia Beach, is because of our great public school system. Absolutely. And, you know, when you look at 
uh, business. You know, you being a graduate of Norfolk State University with your master's in cybersecurity and also having a career, you know, in cybersecurity in, in the military, you decided that, hey, I'm going to come back home and I'm going to pour, not just live, live in my, the community I grew up in, but also pour into the economic of the community by starting my, your own business. As an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, tell us about how, uh, well, first of all, your decision to start your business as opposed to going into a, you know, <laughs> a position that's pretty laid out for you and, and the impact that you believe that good policy and legislation would help to make for other businesses like yourself. Yeah, and, and so, you know, it, it wasn't, it's entrepreneurship has always been something that's kind of been, you know, been in me. Um, it, it's, uh, as, I, as I've, you know, got to talk with a lot of relatives, it's, I guess it's, it's been something part of my family background as well. Um, but, you know, a lot of it really does stem from the fact of, you know, you know, as you know, being in the military system, it's a very rigid system. It's, uh, you know, and, and so when I, when I ultimately, you know, decided to retire, I knew that I wanted that freedom of saying, you know, where I want, where I wanted my business to be, what time I, what time I w- would wake up, what time I would go to work, uh, and, and a, and a lot of it was being able to create something of my own, uh, and you know, and for a cybersecurity company, you know, most of them are going to be based in the Northern Virginia area, just to, you know, proximity to, you know, all the uh, national capital resources. Um, but, you know, having to be able to build something here and help to grow the cybersecurity and the information technology uh, uh, community here, you know, has, has, been, has been incredible to, to, to be one of the individuals uh, that we've received contracts to take care of systems, you know, all halfway across the world and in uh, and, and the, and the territory of Guam from when I served there uh, to be able to, to help train some of the next generation of cybersecurity professionals that are currently in school systems here in, in Virginia Beach and Norfolk. Um, I, I love going to uh, being a, a STEM mentor um, at, at the school systems here and, and talking about the pathway to getting to get involved because that's something that, you know, I, I was a, a child, remember as a child growing up, mm-hmm. going through thrift stores and, and buying old computers and breaking them down and buying magazines and, and reading about it. But I never had that that mentor that you know that really looked like me that could say hey you know these are the steps you need to take to get involved and so i i really cherish the opportunity when uh when i'm at a at an event and a student comes up to me saying hey you know would you be my mentor um you know because i i, I remember wanting to have a mentor and so i love being able to do that for the next generation uh to be able to get them on that path and saying hey you know you know you can go to college or and or you you can obtain your your cybersecurity uh, certifications, uh, but it, and and whichever path that you take, that it's going to be able to enrich not only your life but your family's life as well, uh, and to and to, to set and be able to set them up uh, uh, so they can be successful individuals in in this industry. Absolutely. Well, listen. Let's talk about the campaign trail. So you're on the campaign trail. You're knocking doors, making phone calls. Yeah. You know, t- tell us about you know everything else that you're doing uh, and what the campaign has been up to, and how individuals can get involved to be a part of this movement. Yeah. So we, we like, like I stated, we've been on the campaign trail for 18 months now, and we're we're gearing up just on for the uh, for the last 30 days push. Uh, the biggest thing on on a race like ours, it's a it's it's a it's a, it's a really tight race. Um, so it's going to be about who can get the most individuals out to to to, to vote. 
Um, so early voting is open right now. If you live in Virginia Beach, uh, Building 14, uh, where the courthouse area is at, uh, is, is where you can vote uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, soon enough that uh, we'll be having uh, early voting satellites. And so at, you know, at the Central Library area or the Kinsville Library area uh, and some of the other rec centers in Virginia Beach uh, is where you can vote. Uh, we're having Canvas kickoffs uh, every single weekend with a lot of great groups that are supporting us. Uh, but, you know, the, the most important thing is that, you know, uh, after, we want individuals to get out there and vote. And if individuals are, are, are interested in getting involved in the campaign, uh, what they can do is go to michaelfagans.com, uh, and we have information directly on our website uh, to where they can, they can sign up to do phone banking, uh, postcards, uh, write, uh, to, to write letters to individuals, uh, to get them out to vote, to, to door knock, uh, even, even, even small things uh, as, as driving our volunteers. We actually have groups uh, flying in from all across the country this weekend, uh, from California, Chicago, uh, bus uh, groups from Richmond, Virginia, driving wow. down to support our campaign because uh, this race is the most competitive race in Hampton Roads. And, and so there, there is not a pathway to flipping the House of Delegates without taking this seat. And so I'm, I'm so thankful for the support that's been coming across, that's been coming in from all across the country uh, to help flip this seat. Wow. Tell us about how uh, this district, how competitive it, it, it is. It, it is extremely competitive. And so when you when you look at uh, the, 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 the metrics. And, and so uh, President Biden won uh, the seat by a few points uh, during, during, during a presidential year. Uh, Congresswoman Elaine Loria won this area, but Governor Yunkin um, won this area as well. So, so it's, it's a true purple seat. Uh, and so when we're looking at the demographics, uh, we have, you know, we have about a 20% African-American vote, uh, about 9% uh, uh, Asian, Asian American, Pacific Islander, nine uh, percent uh, uh, Latino, Hispanic, uh, and, and so it is. It, uh, it is an extremely diverse area, and and so you know we've been out there in the communities. Uh, we have ads actually in uh, in Spanish and in other language to make sure that we can communicate uh, across a, across the language spectrum. Uh, and, at, and as you stated, we've we've been uh, heavily investing. Uh, in terms of making sure that individuals really know about the election, especially as an off-year election. There's a lot of individuals sometimes um, who, who don't feel like maybe their vote doesn't count uh, because it's not a presidential year. Uh, but there, you know, there really is no more uh, important race than, than the races that are happening this year uh, to elect the, the 100 uh, uh, individuals to the House of Delegates and the 40 for the Senate. Uh, you know, a, a president can only be in office for four to eight years. Uh, your 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 House of Delegates member or your senator can be in in office for 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 double or triple that. So we want to let everyone know that to make sure, uh, no no matter what the listening area is, to get out and exercise your right to vote. Uh, and especially because we have a historical significance this year in Virginia Beach, uh, between Senator Rouse, former delegate and soon to be delegate again, Alex Askew and myself, we're going to have the opportunity to send three highly accomplished, uh, uh, successful. Uh, uh, members of the community that grew up in Virginia Beach, that are graduates of Virginia Beach Public Schools, that are graduates of, of colleges in Virginia, who also happen to be African American, representing Virginia Beach. And when you when you contrast that to you know the origins of Virginia Beach and Princeton and County and the difficulties we've had over the years from uh, the Greek Fest riots and and so many others, to see where we're at now, to there's there's still a tremendous amount of change that needs to happen. But you know we have. We have the three of us are, are all 40 and under, 
working to you know, hopefully inspire that that next generation and inspire everyone to 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 make that change uh, and really starts with voting this year. Absolutely. Go out and exercise your right to vote. Early voting has started. You can vote anywhere in your district at the clerk of uh, court's office where you cast your vote. Also, there's early voting two Saturdays before the election of November 7th and also on Sunday. So make sure that you go out and vote or if you can vote on the day of the election, November 7th. And with us again, we have Michael Fagans, uh, NSU alum, candidate, Democratic nominee, for the House 97 District in Virginia Beach. Michael, so glad to have you here on Stay the Water. And again, good luck to you in your endeavors. And thank you for coming back to Virginia Beach and Hampton Roads after your successful career in the military serving our nation. Thank you for your service. And we look bo- we look forward to having you back on the show uh, to give us some thank good news. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, good sir. Thank you for uh, allowing me on today. Uh, and, and like you said, please, please go out and vote. Uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, Virginia Beach does not have uh, a Sunday voting this year because individuals did change that. But October 28th, we'll have the satellite offices open. Um, so please, please get out and vote uh, uh, either by absentee, uh, mail ballot or early vote or especially November 7th. Get out there and vote. Absolutely. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric LaVille. Thank you for joining us. Continue to tune in as you do every Sunday. Until next time. Be good, be great, God bless, and we'll see you next week.